what do you learn about Bartimaeus from the following statements? Bartimaeus chose. Bartimaeus chose again. And he chose again. And he chose again. And in the midst of all this, he chose one more time. So, what have you just learned about Bartimaeus? Not much, Father Ray. That's correct. Don't you like it when I answer the question for you? I could have come out there and asked someone, but I am merciful, sometimes anyway. All you have been told in those statements is that he made five decisions. That's it. Before you could learn anything substantial about this man Bartimaeus, you would need to know something else. You'd need to know what exactly he chose. Was it good or was it evil? Was it harmful or was it helpful? Was it a sinful act, or was it a virtuous act? If you had a three-year-old son, and I said to you, your three-year-old son was standing near the edge of a cliff today, and he chose, and I stopped right there, you wouldn't know whether to scream in horror or jump for joy, would you? But if I said, your three-year-old son was standing near the edge of a cliff today and he chose to turn away and walk to safety, you'd know exactly how to react. Because you would realize, you would understand, you would know that he made the right choice. Father Ray, this is common sense. Well, in that case, it only proves the old adage, Common sense is not so common. Because as we all know, right now we live in a society, in a culture, where it is considered a sign of brilliance, a sign of enlightenment, for a person to say, I believe in the right to choose. And leave it at that. If this is all common sense, my brothers and sisters, then why don't more people ask, what should be the obvious follow-up question to that statement. I believe in the right to choose. Choose what? Okay, sir, you're for choice. Well, so am I. I'm for making the right choice in every situation. I don't always make the right choice. I'm a sinner like everyone else. But I support making the right choice in every situation and circumstance. What choice are you for? That's what matters. Is it perhaps the choice to live an immoral lifestyle? Or the choice to kill innocent human beings, the preborn child, the mentally handicapped person, the terminally ill cancer patient? Could this be why you choose not to finish your sentences? When I say I believe in the right to choose, I always tell people what the choice is that I support. Because I only support good choices. I'm not ashamed 
to finish my sentences. I'm not afraid to finish my sentences. I indicated at the beginning of my homily that this man, Bartimaeus, made at least five choices on the day he encountered our Lord in Jericho. Thankfully, they were five very good choices. And please note something. Note that if he had not made any one of these five, he would not have been healed by Jesus. He would have ended the day as he had begun it, as a blind beggar. St. Mark tells us the story. He starts off, as Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. Someone then told him that Jesus was passing by. At that moment, he made his first choice, his first good choice. The choice to cry out. Now, he could have easily chosen to remain silent. He certainly had that option. But if he had remained silent, he never would have met Jesus. And if he had not met Jesus that day, he would not have been healed. St. Mark goes on. On hearing it was Jesus of Nazareth, Bartimaeus began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Which brings us to the second good choice he made. The choice to go against public opinion. You see, if you had polled the entire crowd at that precise moment, and you had asked them, what should Mr. Bartimaeus do right now? What course of action should he take at this moment? Most of those people would have said, this guy should close his mouth and keep quiet. And we know that for an absolute fact because St. Mark tells us, and here I quote, and many rebuked him. Many rebuked Bartimaeus, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Good for you, Bartimaeus. We need more people in our world today like you. People who are willing to disregard the polls and do the right things. People who disregard the polls and are willing to stand up and be counted for what's right. Like our bishop, Thomas Tobin, in his exchange with Congressman Kennedy this past Friday about abortion funding and these health care plans down in Washington. Thank God we have a bishop with guts like that, a bishop like Bartimaeus. He doesn't care what the polls say. He doesn't care what people think of him for doing this kind of thing. He does it because it's right. He does it because it's what God wants him to do. Period. St. Mark continues. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, take courage, get up, Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. Here we encounter good choice number three, the choice to obey Jesus Christ. Our Lord said, come, and Bartimaeus did. 
Once the blind man was in our Lord's presence, he made his fourth good choice. The choice to express his need to Jesus in a very honest prayer. A prayer of petition, in effect. As St. Mark tells us, Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus, as we heard there, gives him his sight immediately. Based on these four choices and choice number five, which was the one which stood behind all the others. I'm talking about the decision of Bartimaeus to put his faith in Jesus. That choice motivated and inspired the other four I just mentioned. The choice to cry out, the choice to obey, etc. Jesus recognized this, and he commended Bartimaeus for it when he said, Go your way, your faith has saved you. In other words, Bartimaeus, your choice to put your faith in me has made you well. Many people today, as we all know, are fond of telling us they are, quote-unquote, pro-choice. Well, among other things, this story of Bartimaeus teaches us that this term, pro-choice, is absolutely, positively meaningless when it's used in isolation, when the person doesn't finish the sentence. And that's how it's normally used. People say, I'm pro-choice. Pro-choice for what? They don't finish the sentence, do they? First and foremost, the quality of a choice is determined by the goodness or badness of the object that's chosen. Now, if you forget everything else I said in this homily, and you can remember that, you've got the message. I'll repeat it again. First and foremost, the quality of a choice is determined by the goodness or the badness of the object, the thing that's chosen. When the choice, for example, is to lie or cheat or steal or kill innocent babies in the womb or fornicate or anything of that ilk, then to be pro-choice is actually to be pro-evil. Because the object, the thing being chosen, is evil. The only time it's acceptable to be pro-choice is when the object of the choice happens to be good. The choice to love. The choice to forgive. The choice to respect human life from natural conception until natural death. Bartimaeus, my brothers and sisters, was blessed by Jesus because he made the right choices and only because he made the right choices. May all of us as individuals and as a nation experience the countless blessings Almighty God has for all of us, for the very same reason, because we and our lives make the right choices.